everyone, and thank you for joining me. The prescription drug industry has grown to 1.0 trillion in 2024. It'll grow by 4.0% and in the next four years will be at $1.28 trillion. Over-the-counter drugs, $23.3 billion. Bloomberg.com says the average person in the U.S. spends $1,300 a year on prescription drugs, but in other countries, $466. What is the state of the people of color with health and medicine? And are there preventive care measures that we can give our bodies? And what kind of alternatives do we have to prescription drugs? Today, we're literally going back to our roots because my guest today, Carolyn Jones, is an herbalist. And we're gonna be discussing different plant-based medicines for preventive measures. So stick around, this is One Mike Night. I'm Michael Suisse. let's go. everyone and welcome to One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journey, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in life and the business. Mm-hmm. My name is Marco Suisse, and I want to thank you guys all for joining me for this episode. We have a killer episode today. Now, you may have already met her in season two, episode seven, but she's back again. And you know, only get the good guests to come back for a second time. <laughs> she is an herbalist. She embraces the life for self-care, the lifestyle. She is certified in aromatherapy, reflexology. She's a bereavement chaplain. She's an author of the book, Pick Up Your Bed and Walk. And today she's going to talk about her new project called The Healing Project. Please welcome Carolyn Jones back to One Mic Night. How you doing, Carolyn? Hey, how you doing, Mark? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back. You know you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you say that. <laughs> Good. For everybody yeah. who didn't and didn't see you in season two, please remind people who you are and what you do. Who is yeah. Carolyn Jones? Well, um, hi everyone. My name is Carolyn Jones, and I am an herbalist, also certified in aromatherapy, reflexology and flower essences. And I most recently got certified as an acupuncturist detoxification specialist. My intention is to teach the community about 
simple ways that they can take care of themselves and not find themselves running to the emergency room or uh, urgent care uh, all the time. You have a lot of medicine right in your kitchen that you might not, might not even realize you have. And uh, there are other modalities around that are much more pleasant than popping eight and 10 pills a day. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want, my goal is to teach about these different modalities, not just practice them. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about homeopathic lifestyle. Uh, it and... homeopathic and uh, also a lifestyle that embraces a Zen consciousness. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So moving away from the medicinal, uh, like drugs, prescribed drugs and things like that, but more so into things that we have access to in our daily lives. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, with the increase of the use of marijuana, that is a problem as well. Certainly it has its benefits, but it also, um, as with anything, when you overuse it, has a detrimental effect on the health and on the emotions, mm. you know? And I'm meeting people who are actually working to get off of marijuana at this point in time because they've crossed that line into where it's feeling unhealthy for them. Yeah, I, I let's let's talk about that just for a brief second. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people do feel like that it's a way that they live their daily lives. Sure. Um, I think anything in moderation is okay, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are dependent upon it to just a function, mm -hmm. and it's detracting exactly. from their right from their actually overall progress. It is, and it's also a message that they're sending to their body that you're not enough. Mm. When in actuality, you were born with what you need. It just needs to be developed and you need to direct it in the right way. But if you keep yourself numbed up, then you won't find the right way because you're, you'll be asleep. You'll have an inner sleep going on. Right, yeah. Besides that, people can see you might be around people who can really help your career or what you're doing. And you can see when somebody's been smoking. Right. Their eyes, the just the their countenance holds it. Right. So uh it's fine if it's used uh to relax or for pain is really what I um uh believe, you know, and subscribe to, but Still, there are other herbs that help with pain, sure. like uh, uh, aspirin wouldn't have been invented more than likely if they hadn't discovered white willow bark in the rainforest. Mm. So instead of when I feel achy breaky, you know, I'm 74 years old. Sometimes I feel that achy break. Right. Yeah. You know? And um, I don't take aspirin. I don't have any pharmaceuticals in my home. But I do have white willow bark. Some make a small uh, serving of white willow bark tea. And I don't have achy breaky for the rest of the day. Whereas with aspirin, you have to take it every four hours. Right. That means it wears off. That means they didn't give you enough. Right. 
you take a, a half a cup. You don't have to take a whole lot of white willow bark. Certainly, if you're on blood thinners, then don't combine them because mm -hmm. uh, that's compounding the blood thinning uh, capability in your, you don't want to bleed out or anything if you cut yourself. And that could happen, I guess. You know, I I uh, would not want it to turn into a contraindication. Right. You know, yeah. but um, to get rid of that achy, breaky, especially for my seniors, my senior citizens, you know, uh, put a little bit of white willow bark tea in your regular tea. But then there are other things as we go into diet, what you need to take out of your diet so you won't feel the achy, breaky. So it's all a domino effect. And right. with marijuana, once again, when you're hungry, you don't care what you eat. <laughs> What's in here? You know? Right. The munchies. So, uh, yeah, there's that too. You're not being, you're not doing conscious eating when you're smoking. It's like drinking. Right. You know, you act and the way you act. Right. And my thought too is why wouldn't you want to go through life with full clarity? You know, right. as much clarity as possible. And the other thing is, is what you're actually talking about, uh, you know, for example, with the aspirin is why not, instead of having the government issued where they're making the money, go to the root of what the aspirin is and use the natural form of it, yeah. which is accessible to us, and That's even at a lower cost. Cheaper. Thank and, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you never research it or right. open up your mind to people who are speaking about it, then you just won't know or you will have closed yourself off to it. Nah, I got to have it this way. Well, okay. Um, uh, then you have chosen suffering right. in the long run. You feel like there's been a movement towards more natural products lately? Absolutely. Yeah. I believe the pandemic helped that along because uh, my fellow practitioners and I talk about that often. They said, actually, the pandemic turned out to be a blessing for us because people couldn't get out. They had to turn to nature. And I believe that was part of the message nature was giving us. Right. Like, look, look at me. I'm here for you. I would have to agree with you too. That along with conscious eating, a lot of people started experimenting with vegetarianism, you know, yeah. pescatarianism, like those type uh -huh. of things, right? Eating a little more natural and healthy, you know, and finding out the results. It's like if you eat, like take a week and eat just fruit or just vegetables, the yeah. way you feel after you eat that is completely different, different. than if you're eating fried chicken, fried fish, you know. All those saturated, yeah, Cheetos, yeah. Doritos, yeah. Flaming Hot Doritos, which I'm guilty of eating, yeah. but you know. <laughs> I've eaten the wise every now and then. You right, know. And, but you know but how that's you feel the key. after Every it. now yeah. and then. Right, exactly. And clean your blood, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to say, you know, I know how I eat because I, I can't stop eating the Flaming Hot Doritos, but then yeah. afterwards I feel like, what did I just eat? Ooh, you feel horrible. Yeah. You mm. feel horrible. Now, cheese can be my nemesis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that slice of pizza every now and then. Right. Just my body disallows that mucus uh, buildup comes with all of that dairy, you know. So um, 
when I suffer, I'm like, well, you chose it. Right. And I get contrite, clean out my blood and start all over, you know? <laughs> what are there some things that we can use to sort of detox our body or to flush out some of these toxins? The best, uh, <clears throat> the best start is to just, number one, change your diet. Mm. Because then you're giving your blood something fresh to work with. But uh, the short list would be drink plenty of water. Do not drink sodas. Right. Um, also eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. Some of the herbs that I use, uh, uh, you, you must cleanse your gut. So there are products out there that have cascara sagrada in it. I know senna, senna for me is too harsh, so I never recommend it to anyone. It it gripes, and I what only is, use it once in my life. Senna, S-E-N-N-A. -N -N okay. mm -hmm. Yes, it's a laxative, it's an herbal laxative. It's a okay. plant that has uh, um, purgative uh, characteristics. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so, the difference between a laxative and a purgative is a laxative, when you go, it's pretty much whole, you know, uh, but a purgative, it comes out more liquid. Okay. Like, like a castor oil would do you? Gotcha. Okay. Right. Now, castor oil, um, if I take it, when I take it, not that often, but I put it in orange juice so it doesn't stick on my tongue because right. that's really the thing. That people can't stand that aftertaste, the aftertaste, and, yeah. and the oiliness of it. But if you put it in orange juice and chuck it down, it goes right down, and it, you know, you pass all that sticking on your tongue. Now, see, I like this, Carolyn, because I, I know in speaking to my mother, we as a people, castor oil was always something that we took. Yeah, castor oil for everything, castor oil yeah. for everything, and my mother still talks about it to this day. Mm -hmm. You know. It's... Because you, you, it starts, disease starts in the gut. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you see people walking around and they have a huge belly, and uh, back in the day they used to say that man has a beer belly. No, he had a buildup of feces. Mm. Right. So um, it's very important. And you hear of situations where they say his, his intestine burst or her intestine burst. Right. He got sepsis. Right. Well, that's because it was about how big do you think the intestine can stretch before it gives way? True, yeah. It gets a fissure of some kind. And um, so in biology, you know, I always try to make note in the community when I'm teaching in biology, we were taught the body as separate parts. Okay, your brain, your heart, your lungs. You can't No, it's all one unit. And if you might be hurting Say like you might have a headache, mm -hmm. but you might have the issue in a totally different part of your body. Right. And that comes up with acupuncture. That's one reason that um, I was really interested, mm -hmm. not interested enough to become a licensed acupuncturist, but interested enough to get certified to do the NADA protocol for drug abusers. So I work at um, On Point mm -hmm. uh, at least once a week as a volunteer and not everyone comes up there uh, is a substance abuser, but the majority of them are. And it's a beautiful oasis 
with sound, you know, gongs. I use the tuning fork sometimes that I use auric massage. Um, I do the NADA protocol. That's the um, needles in the ear, five points in the ear that um, work to reduce stress. Because, oh, you know, that's what... so a it's, lot of it's, that illness it's... comes from stress. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's the sound mixed with the acupuncture that you're doing. Yes, okay. or not. Or not. Because sometimes um, when the person is laying down, because that protocol uh, de-stresses you so much, a lot of people, no sooner than you put the last needle in, they're already asleep. I love it, you know. Do the needles I, hurt? No, no. And you know what? Because <laughs> that's I'm the fear that everybody something. has. I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. I still remember my screams when I was six, when the doctor was coming at me with a needle. I know what I was saying. I was like, doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> and I can, when I reach back, I can feel that terror. All my life, all my life, I was afraid <laughs> But that's why I'm so amazed at myself now that First of all, I had to overcome the fear of hurting someone. Mm -hmm. So uh, my beautiful teacher and mentor, Juan Cortez, manages On Point a Clinic there. And he said, when you're putting the needle in, think love. So I'm giving you love. So you're giving the person love 10 times. Five oh, wow. And when I put that in my head, you know what, Marcos? I overcame it. It now is just like second nature to insert. And first of all, it doesn't hurt. It's amazing, you know, how the ear and the needles are so fine anyway. Mm -hmm. So um it's not it's not like when I go get a flu shot, is it? No, <laughs> no. I, I think not. I don't get flu shots, but I know yeah. if it was, yeah, any shot. Any Even shot. when they're taking my blood, I'm like, eh, okay, I'm ready. You know, so I do still have that way. Right. But it's just funny with the acupuncture. You want me to tell you how I got started with acupuncture? Yes, please. I had sinusitis because I didn't yet know that dairy was causing my problems with the mucus. Okay. And this one time I was, I worked at City Tech and I taught. Afterwards, this particular time, I had to go all the way up to Harlem to teach at College of New Rochelle. And my head was hurting so bad, I could not have made it. And I knew about um, the acupuncturist. She was in my chiropractor's office, a nice, wonderful Asian doctor. And uh, I said, let me go ahead and see this woman. She had given me her card. <laughs> I said, I'm hurting so bad. I'll do anything because I want to go up there and get my money and mm -hmm. teach children, right? Grown <laughs> folks, really. <laughs> but um, uh, I went in there. I said, all right, you could do it. And it was, I mean, I was trembling. You know how an animal is afraid and it's trembling yeah, when you yeah. teach it. It's been abused so long. Uh -huh. I was trembling like, eh. oh. She And she said, don't worry, it's not going to hurt. I was laying down. She even put a needle here. When she headed here, I was really freaking out. I think I watched too many monster flicks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, but she put them everywhere. And then she put the infrared light on me. In 45 minutes, I had the best sleep I had ever had in life. I got up. 
pain-free, went to Harlem, taught a four-hour class from six to 10, came home and cleaned the house till one in the morning. Oh my gosh. That's, that's why I remember well, it because all <clears throat> of that happened that way. Now, listen, let me, let me, I gotta, we gotta curb this just a little bit because you are a woman of a certain age. What do you say to the people who are of a certain age who are still relying on the the drugs and the pain, who are still experiencing the pain and all these other things? How how do we how do we tell them that there are other methods, other ways? Yes, I just tell them. And I also give them resources for naturopaths because by that time they're on so many different medications, it would be irresponsible of me to say, get off of it. Mm -hmm. So they need a naturopathic doctor who will look at the medications and see what can be eased back and do it slowly, you know? But for everyone, I always recommend cleansing the colon and cleansing the blood. There are ways to do that safely for everyone, even okay. if there are a lot of medications. And also cleansing the emotions. Yes. Yes. Number I'm a one. chaplain as well. And we all, um, I chose bereavement because I know that all of us have suffered loss in some form or another at some time in our lives. It doesn't have to be a death as related to somebody dying. Right. Loss of a relationship, loss of a job, loss of trust in yourself. Come on, Carolyn, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, sure. and that, that's where my flower essences come in okay. because they work energetically. And that's where sound healing comes in. Um, uh, I love a good piece of music just like everyone else. But like I said uh, the other day, just in my workshop at Catalia Library, uh, have a four-part series going on. This series ends this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but, and it will be sound. But I told them, you have to be careful what you feed your ears with. It's an orifice, just like everything else that is an orifice on your body. Yes. yes. If you are sensitive about what goes in your mouth or your hind parts, let's go mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you need to be mindful of what's going in your ears because it's an orifice too. And it's the channel to your brain, your consciousness, and your overall health. That's right. And you're talking about in general to everyone, yeah. you know, to everyone. It's everyone. the same thing as what we're watching and what we allow ourselves to watch and consume, even with the news, with music oh. that you hear, you know, especially today's music, Ooh, what the kids dangerous. are listening to. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And you, see, you see the effects on their countenance. I remember as a child, even though I lived in a troubled home, mm -hmm. I was a joyful child. Overall, like my spirit was joyful. And you see the sadness. And when I worked in the funeral home to see young people coming through, you know, all kinds of reasons, suicide, mm -hmm. somebody shot them. But, you know, there's too much of that going on. And how do we reverse it? 
That's the big question. How do we reverse yeah. it? You know, but we it's have to start caring for ourselves first before we number can care for each other. Number one, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Start caring for yourself and then care for your others. Mm -hmm. My cup has to be full. We say this all the time. My cup runneth over. Let my cup be full first. Let everybody else get the run over. Right. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I have some run over. That's right. You have the run over. I got over. a little extra today. I got a little extra. You get all that, but I get this first. That's right. Right. So you have to take I care like of yourself. That. I right? like that, Marcos. Now you have a you have a project. It's called the Healing Project. Yes. Is that a course or tell us a little bit about it that? It can be. Uh, mm -hmm. I named it the Healing Project because I am the Healing Project. I worked on healing me first. That's right. Talking about that cup running over. <laughs> you all getting the run over. Y'all, y'all getting the run over right about now. <laughs> have some run over, y'all. Right, have some run over. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it is a joy to be at this point where I can offer healing concepts opportunities and resources to others yes. because there was a time in my life when I didn't, I, all I saw was darkness mm -hmm. and it was, it looked like me in an embryonic position on the bed mm -hmm. trying to figure things out, not suicidal. Mm -hmm. I was afraid to move. I was paralyzed right. by the pain. And as I began to introduce myself to not even calling it therapy, I love to dance. So I would take dance classes and I'm a writer. So I would write mm -hmm. and um, just stayed around artistic people and uh, started taking life as it was coming after understanding what I needed to do to correct the path that I was on because I had overcared too long to the point of self-destruction, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. overcared for others. Yes. Too long to the point of self-destruction. Then I pulled back. And what it looked like to everyone else, I'm sure, is it looked like selfishness. But I pulled back out of love for them so that I wouldn't hurt them mm. or myself anymore with my ignorance. I didn't know. There's nothing wrong with admitting ignorance, especially if you're looking for a solution. Right. And you mean ignorance in what way? Ignorance for, for what? Ignorant. I was this very sheltered child. So I okay. was ignorant in every way possible. You name it, I was ignorant. I was naive. Right. And, that's and we're how talking about the literal definition of ignorance. Yeah. Like duh. not knowing, no knowledge, no, yeah. Of, duh, duh, of certain duh, duh, yeah. Of certain things. Of certain duh, things, duh, certain duh, things, duh, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially yeah. street knowledge. I was not, I had to teach myself street knowledge through personal experience. That's very painful, you know, because I came out and I often see uh, messages that people put up to say, stop looking for you and other people. And I, I remember me always saying, I would never have done that. Why did they do that? They're not you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Don't do. 
you now you're dissecting, you know, these cliches and these things that we all talk about and think about. But you're right. Why are you looking for you and someone else? They're uniquely them. I'm uniquely me. Right. And the key word is unique. Yes. Once you realize that you are unique, anything anyone says of a negative nature about you, uh, you can just look at them and move on. You don't have to answer everything. Yes. You don't have to be back and forth with people to prove your point. And I'm a Scorpio anyway. I'll fall silent on somebody in a minute. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know a few so, Scorpios, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, what are you? I'm an Aries. Oh, I love an Aries. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So uh, the thing is, I wanted to get the anger from my childhood traumas out of my system. I started dissecting, I used that word earlier, and that's what I did to myself. I started dissecting my life to myself, like staying to myself and just seeing what part. And I would write a list. I would write that on paper, what I could change and what who I would like to be, what I would like to accomplish. Mm. And every year before the new year comes in, I put it put down what I want to do. Not how, how I'm going to do it, what I want to do, what I want to get rid of, who I want to get rid of. Because if a person isn't um, a positive force in my life, they're either dead weight or a negative force. They got to go. Absolutely. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm cruel. That <laughs> nope. just means that the checks stop. The emails stop, the phone calls stop, I'm busy. That's right. What is someone or something adding to your life? You're looking for the value. How did, How is this valuable to my life? Mm -hmm. In what ways? If it's not valuable, there's no place for it. There's no place for it with me. Right. And we're living in a time where... We need to be focusing on the politics of our nation. And I'm not talking about who to vote for. I'm talking about looking back, and this is Black History Month, looking back into our past as a culture and seeing what our ancestors did and what their dream for us was and how we can be that harvest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. Because a lot of the things that are going now, now, I don't think they'd be very proud of. Right. They might celebrate certain things, but other things that are really going to be um, at the root of our self-destruction, they have to get corrected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And pronto, pronto. This being unaware of current events and things like that, I don't think they even give current event assignments in school anymore. I don't we used think to, so either. to write about it and analyze it. And what I found when I was teaching... Um, I taught uh, throughout the metropolitan area um, last at Medgar College, which was really great because I was able to add Black history. I taught public speaking and I was able to add Black history to lessons, you know. Mm -hmm. But every lesson I've ever taught on the college level, I was I infused some Black history in there. Right now, I'm listening to an audio book 
in preparation for a couple of courses that I'll be teaching uh, specifically for Black History Month um, regarding uh, kitchen medicine and the African-American experience. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's called The Cooking Gene by Michael Twitty. And he takes you on a journey, a genealogical journey of his family, but gives you all the history surrounding those times throughout the nation. Ooh. From the beginning till now. I mean, it is phenomenal. <clears throat> and uh they I hate how they put uh doc certain documentaries on at a time when they know good and well nobody's around to pay attention. Mm -hmm. But on uh I think it's the science channel, they have a documentary called The Underground Railroad. And if I could find it to buy it, I want that in my library. I learned last week about um, something that our ancestors were brilliant. When they were being chased by dogs, they knew to go to the middle of the running water because skin cells collect on the shore and mm. the dog would be able to hunt them down. So if they got to the middle where the water was rushing, mm -hmm. the skin cells wouldn't collect there and they would go undetected. Oh, wow. wow. Isn't that deep? Yeah. No, no microscope oh or anything in sight, and they knew this. The other thing they did was they would spread their scent around to the point where the dogs got confused and they would go in the water and get eaten by alligators. Oh, wow. wow. These are the stories that we weren't taught in school. We were taught that we were always the victims. But mm -hmm. when you read history, you find that it wasn't just putting excrement in pie. There was some deep, murderous stuff going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. not bowing down to this oppression. That's right. That's but he right. also talks about and how we ended up falling, say, something Oprah or couscous or something. He even mentioned mush. God knows I hated mush. <laughs> I got a beating behind mush and I didn't care. <laughs> I was so crazy. I took it and put it in toilet paper and threw it behind the toilet like nobody would find it. <laughs> and Mrs. Donaldson, my nursery school teacher, told on me and I got a beating. Oh, That's okay. I knew probably that they were going to catch me. And in my child's mind, I didn't know how. That was crazy because it was right there. But um, I was like, I can't eat this much. The texture the and texture the color was bad. and the smell. Some, I mean, the kids, the other kids were eating up, but I was looking at them like, ew. Uh. Well, hold on. We're going to learn more with Carolyn Jones in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> 